0: Welcome to the Legion Outriders podcast. You've got a lot of guts coming here. Your source for the latest Legion news, opinion, and analysis. You must unlearn what you have learned. And now, here's your hosts. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. John Archikett. Will somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way? Matt Turner. I'm not afraid. And Joshua Gray. You will be. You're locked into the Legion Outrider podcast. John, Josh, and Matt here back for our third episode from the beautiful Power 9 games in sunny Las Vegas, Nevada. What's going on, guys? Hi. Hello. We got to play
1: the game. I'm so excited. Well,
0: that's what we're going to be right. really hammering into today is we finally got our hands on the demo copy of this game, and uh, it's, it's been tough to keep your hands off of.
1: This is so fun. Like I'm 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 literally speechless. I'm like I don't know what to say. I'm so excited to finally You should get speak my hands less if you're speechless, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I know. The the shot collar didn't work, so. Oh uh, god. I know. Okay. So we're going to talk a lot
0: about uh our, you know, recap of the games we've played so far, what uh what seems to have worked well, some things that uh we'd like to, you know, speculate on in the future. We're going to talk about uh some interesting new developments coming out from uh fantasy flight that maybe has josh a little upset we might let him uh might take off his shock collar and see what he has to say about it and uh of course we've got some star wars news and hobby information coming up because i got a chance to get my hands on the game uh before everybody else did to play i got a you know a little bit of time to paint in there and man the, the models are beautiful they're just they're they're great you know they're well sculpted yeah. easy to paint um you know great for beginners and uh yeah, just a lot, a lot of great stuff to go over this episode. But uh, first, let's uh, take a little bit of a look at the Star Wars news that's been coming out lately.
2: Oh boy, uh, it's actually been a pretty busy week. Uh, there's uh, been a couple things going on. Rebels has concluded, so season four is in the can. Yeah, cry, cry uh really good i think it was a really good episode what do you think josh i still James haven't seen done? it yet i haven't oh, had man. a chance have to see it oh, okay. so we'll, we'll um, talk
1: you know i did i did the game of thrones thing and kind of saw some spoilers about how it ended uh, and stuff like yeah, that it's so, pretty everywhere you know at, at that point it's like it's the last episode uh, okay let's uh, so you know i think
2: but, uh mr felonny did a pretty good job of I think everybody expected they were just going to wipe everybody out in the last episode, some sort of grand gesture to stick it to the Empire. But I think they did a pretty good job. I'm excited to see. They definitely leave some uh, questions that need answering. And I'm expecting at least a book or a comic series. I mean, another show would be great. But I know he's working on another project first, he said. But, uh, okay, so Rebels is done. Uh, Quickly on that uh, tale, we also found out that uh, Mr. John Favreau of... PCU and uh, Iron Man and all sorts of fame is going has been signed by Disney to write and produce uh, a live-action Star Wars show it's going to be featured on their streaming service which would probably be the thing that would get me to subscribe <laughs> but uh, I am super excited for that I've been I think most people have been Dreaming of
1: a live-action Star Wars TV show. Can I just ask one question real quick? If you're going to say John Favreau, you mentioned PCU. Yeah, leave out swingers. I mean, uh, come on, so man. Okay, what are you doing to me? Okay, what are you doing? He also
2: me? did like Jungle Book. And-
0: yeah, my only request is just keep Vince Vaughn out of it, please. <laughs> we don't need Vince Vaughn in it.
2: He, he needs work.
1: I think
0: <laughs> Star Wars isn't a charity case. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Bring. Bring. Just, your, despite bring Kelly a- Marie in. Tran's role in uh, oh, Last Jedi, <laughs> here he goes.
1: Uh, you get the shot collar you stop, now. You
2: stop. <laughs> stop right now. Uh, and then uh, Blu-ray uh, Last Jedi is going to be out on Blu-ray And they keep uh, showing some behind the scenes scene Stuff that you're going to be able to get on the Blu-ray Stuff, looks pretty cool, but that's out On Tuesday here in the States So
0: Awesome, so yeah, between Rebels and uh, the Last Jedi, there's some, some good stuff to Watch as I'm painting Now, uh, like I told you before I, I got a chance to actually take home the, uh, the Demo set, and in one night I managed to cram through all of the stormtrooper.
2: They look alright
0: <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, they, honestly, they're a joy to paint. Um, there's some really good tutorials online already, uh, between Sorastro, uh, who, who's done a few of them, and then um, like Rob Bear, one of the guys from the, the 40k side. He, he did a little video on it. But uh, I kind of combined some of the techniques that I, I saw from those two guys to do these stormtroopers, and they're really easy. Yeah, you know. It,
2: and joking aside, man, you only had those things for a few hours, and they turned out looking amazing. I think some uh, photos went up on the Facebook page, so you can check there to see what he's working on. But I'm excited to see what you're going to do with the rest of them now that you're going to have him for a couple of days over the weekend.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to try to hammer out the rest of the uh, the rebels, and then of course Luke and uh, Darth Vader and the the ATRT. I'm going to try to get all those done. Wait, Darth by Vader wasn't done? Tuesday or Wednesday. No, I mean... it was black. I mean... <laughs> well, here the the yeah. Darksaber choice was bold, but still. That is, yeah. His <laughs> <It's> artistic license. <laughs> but I'm going to try to get those done by, the end of the, you know, by midweek, so hopefully we can get some photos up there on our social media pages. You guys can check them out. But uh, yeah, for, for doing the Stormtroopers, really all you need is a decent white or gray primer... Um, you do a little bit of a highlight from the top. Yeah,
2: you went with the gray. I was expecting you to just want the white. and. Well,
0: with, with painting white, you always want to build up from okay. darker. Uh, that's that's always been kind of my That policy. seems counterintuitive
2: to me. My little uh, lizard brain when it comes to painting <laughs> says, if you well, paint white things, you paint it white.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you can. Uh, if you want to skip a step, you can prime it white. Uh, the reason why I went with the gray is because you can do like a lighter gray base, and then do what's called a zenithal highlight, which means basically you hold the spray can or airbrush above the model. Like at a zenith. Exactly. uh, Hence Hence Zenithal. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so you you spray it from the top down and uh, just, you know, basically where the sun would be shining down on the model. Okay. And you get the white on top, so you get a natural highlight that way. When that's dry, you go do the details with black. So you have the, the, you know, the shoulders, the elbows, the knees, um, wherever the, you know, the when you're looking at you know the stormtrooper model, wherever the black would be strongest. Mm -hmm. And then you want to do the the eyebrows over the visor and then the eyes. Really, that's it. You can knock all those out pretty quickly. Well, that sounds easy. (laughs) I mean, that's that's probably, to be honest with you, that's the most. Detailed portion, and that's probably the part that will take you the longest. But it's it's really not that bad.
1: What's your opinion on the the quality of the sculpts? Because when I, when I took home those stormtroopers, those Imperial assault stormtroopers, to kind of do my my my, my demo, test my, my test yeah. paints. Looking at him a lot of times, I was like, "Well, I think the gun ends here, and this is the hand." And there were a lot of swallowed details, I guess, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your opinion on the sculpts? Like, do like, you see the, all of the details and fingers Absolutely. and things like that? Yep. Oh, thank yeah, yeah.
0: And with some, like, I know exactly what you're talking about. With some of the the models that don't have as deep of recesses in between, you know, the different points of uh, you know the model it's it's harder especially when you get thicker paint it's harder to you know keep those those details as you start doing shading uh with these they're they're well sculpted enough that and Matt you were cleaning them up with the, the hobby knife there wasn't a lot of uh no there was uh, I was
2: going pretty fast uh, trying to get them built for you to take home and paint that night uh, I only had a couple hours to deal with them but there was they they did. And I've seen this trend in other game companies that they're hiding the mold lines around natural edges like backpack edges Mm -hmm. or or creases and legs. So they kind of blend in really well. And also the way they come prepackaged, it makes me think that uh, because all of the troopers are like Ziploc baggied with like troopers and then all their pieces. There's no sprues here or anything. I'm sure you've probably seen unboxing videos. If you've gotten a chance, there's tons of them out there now. but there isn't a whole lot of cleanup to do. You might still want to wash them beforehand uh, in case there's any of that break-free chemical, a little bit of soap and water, let them dry. But uh, other than that, just a couple of mold lines like in armor gaps that uh, were kind of – and honestly, you could probably ignore it and be fine for most people if you're – like a high-end painter like John, that will notice those details and probably drive them up the wall. <laughs> uh, yeah, just a, a little bit of cleanup will take you a long way on those.
0: But even like with the stormtroopers, because you're filling in those gaps with black anyway, it's not as noticeable.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, fair enough.
1: So you probably wouldn't even see it. I mean, I'm going to be painting all my guys black anyways. They're they're going to be black head to toe regardless. I you were doing so if there's the, a, the gray and pink and whatnot. Well, yeah, no, no, no. Oh, well, yeah, pink, but you know, okay. <laughs> you know, everything's going to be a base black. So if there's a gap. Nah, I know if it's yeah. under an armpit or something and you're looking down on it you know my my guide is looks good on the table so yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not doing model photography with my stuff yeah everything. and some
0: of this so. stuff really I mean it's a difference between if you want like showcase quality and I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm a showcase quality painter but you know if you want to go through and clean up all those little mold lines and things like that you know those are extra steps you can take but it's certainly not necessary to have them tabletop Josh ready. you
2: could absolutely do model photography
1: well, not. I mean, normally, yes. Oh, okay. Just kind of not with sure. Not not with got <laughs> the legs. No, part, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I actually wanted to be a professional hand model. That was my, oh, yeah. Oh. I, I could dethrone David that. Duchovny. Yeah, that's it.
0: So the last step that, that really kind of makes the the stormtroopers, you know, pop is doing a gloss coat of varnish. So mm-hmm. varnish normally is the last step you want to do. That's what basically seals up the model, so that way you're not. You know, when you you know put it on the tabletop, you're not getting fingerprints on it, smudging paint, whatever. Well, doing this gloss varnish uh, basically allows you to seal it, so it has that shiny appearance. But then, if you put a wash on the top of it, it helps that wash to flow into the cracks better and keeps it from just sitting on the flat surfaces. So, if you take what I what I did was I took uh, null oil, which is the GW. Um, Proprietary wash wash that they do, yeah. 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 So I use the null oil gloss, and I I watered it down with the Lamian medium, but any kind of medium or uh, uh, air air airflow improver stuff stuff like Mm -hmm. that. You can use that to thin it down, and, and it creates a you know a more diluted substance. You put that on the model, and it literally just flows into the cracks, and it gives a not quite black. Shade appearance, but it's it's a it's a grayer. You know what do you see on the backpacks, things like that, and it really makes it pop out. I think.
1: What what paints are you using? Because I've got GW and army painter stuff at home. I like the GW stuff a lot more than I like the army painter stuff. The serastro videos they show him using I think uh, Vallejo and yeah Vallejo probably. Uh, and but GW he, he does use GW as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But what are you, what are you using? Honestly, I I use. All of them. I've got some privateer press. I have some Army Painter. I have some GW. I have some Vallejo. Uh, for my airbrush, I use almost exclusively the Vallejo Air or Game Air uh, just because I like the flow with them. I think they, they just move through the, the airbrush a little smoother, but everyone has their own thing. The thing is, like, it's just personal choice, really. I mean, you can use any of them. Uh, color matching can be an issue bet- if you're switching between brands. Um and then sometimes the consistency, like private press is really thick. Yeah. Like you really gotta water those down. Um
2: yeah. Pro tip for today, thin your paints, guys. Thin your paints, yeah. Two thin coats. I, Two? I've heard thin that thin somewhere coats, out there on the a <laughs> yeah. video. I'm yeah, not yeah, sure it's where most exactly painters it repeat is.
1: that mantra <laughs> yeah. over and over.
0: <laughs> yeah, always thin your paints down. Uh that's you know, that's rule number one. But Really, I, mean, the, I never brand. Do, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> the the brand, uh, it's negligible, really. Okay. Uh, where are we at on bases? Like, how
1: are you going to do your bases? Do you, are, you, are you guys doing a special base or anything? So, like an environment. Since Matt or? Matt
0: is keeping these models after they're done being painted, Matt has his Yay. own special plan, right?
2: Uh, yeah, no, I think we're doing. I'm keeping it all indoor themed right now, or forest moon. So it's going to be. I like just because kind of the default gl- grassy plains and things like that. Uh, maybe eventually I'll do up like. I, I feel like having a themed force would uh, necessitate, you know, changing the bases. So if I want to do, like, the Desert Troopers or something like that, I'd do the, the Tatooine, go with the sand or something like that. But just kind of a uh, general broken force, I think, lends itself to a lot of different battlefield terrains. You can say, oh, they're, you know, they're fighting uh, near Maz Kanata's castle. You know, that's kind of a little rocky foresty area. Or they're on Endor or they're on Yavin. So it's just kind of a nice generic... Base
1: and it puts a little bit of color on there. Sure. Like, I'm planning, I'm not even planning on doing an, an environment for my base. I'm just going to pick, like, a neutral color. The vacuum
2: sh- of space. Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs>
1: but, I mean, you've played Bolt Action. You've played a lot of these other games. Is that is that a common thing? Or uh,
0: See, I'm, I'm somebody who tends to build it off a of theme. So okay. I've gone into many games with, you know, bases that don't match the actual battle map that I'm playing on. Um, because who
2: knows where you're going to end up playing, especially exactly. if you're going to tournaments.
0: You know, I've got a Space Wolves force that I made for 30k that has a specific like Egyptian ruined desert ter- terrain for the base. So it's really specific for one type of battle mat.
1: See, for me, I w- there are no wolves on Giza. <laughs> I would, I would almost rather just have a generic color base than have. An environment that doesn't match the mat I'm playing on. I, and for some reason, I don't know if that's sense. an OCD thing or whatever, but so that just can... bugs me to see, like, snow on a base and it's in the desert. It's like, uh, I'd rather just have a neutral gray base and then— Well, Tundras can be a desert. It's just about
2: right <laughs> Just to split hairs, yeah. <laughs> but with Are you, you going to travel with a mat that matches your bases with you and insist, hey, <laughs> Tio, you know, we need to move the terrain over to my snow mat because it's not—it's clashing with my theme. Really, it's—it's it's, I can't play to my utmost uh, uh, potential.
1: He has yeah. a forest moon theme. <laughs> we we can't be play on my here. mat, yeah. so I win.
2: Yeah, unless we <laughs> set it. up a dedicated biome. This sounds like something John would be coming up.
0: Coming <laughs> with
2: Narrative play, but.
0: well, it's kind of one of those things where if you're if you're playing at home. Most often, you know, maybe you got know, your girlfriend, your sure. roommate, whoever you have it. you know, you play on a regular your basis. Your friends with are just coming over to play, sure. that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got one battle mat, then by all means, like, sure. you know, maybe make it specific to that type of battle mat. Now, for us, because we come down to our friendly, like, local game store here at Power Nine and Woo. they have a plethora of different mats, you're right. You may be better served making just a brown base that can, you know, match with anything. Not me. I'm, I'm gonna do. I think I'm gonna do like when I get my, Forest, my set. I'm gonna get either like Hoth or Crate. That that Crate that we saw. That's actually kind of cool. Props up <laughs> there, especially with
2: you know, GW's got uh, texture paint that'll go right in. for Exactly. That. Yeah. 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 So uh,
0: there was. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about on the Star Wars Legion Facebook group, um, there's a guy and I can't remember his name, but shout out to this dude because he did a battle. It wasn't just a mat. It was he actually created the three by three square with
1: trenches and everything. Yeah,
0: representing the crate, which was the the scene of the the final battle in the Last Jedi, and he did the red base with the the light powder on top, and he did all the model bases the same way. And the, the cool thing he did about the model bases, though, is he put
1: footprints. In the bases, oh, dang. so like like in the in, in the Last Jedi, when guys would walk, or when like Kylo Ren was fighting Luke, and he kind of slid, and it made that red streak. He did that in all of the bases. It was so cool. Like yeah, yeah mad props to you, dude. That was awesome.
0: But I, I imagine we're gonna start seeing more more things like that. You know, I I guarantee you, someone's gonna do a Mustafar mat. Oh we're, yeah, we're gonna see some no. Really cool I, that's
2: on my short list of uh, boards I'd like to build up is Mustafar, where we've already pretty much got a tattooing table ready to go. Uh, Forest Moon would be great.
1: I, I want to do a full on like Hoth diorama board. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. Like, I've, I've seen maps that have like rivers like through the entire thing, like mm-hmm. bisecting it down the long way, mm-hmm. but no bridges. By the game rules that we've seen, isn't that impassable terrain like water? Like you can't go, you can't move troops through water. You call it shallow water.
2: Uh, it's up I to guess. you and your opponent I mean, to decide what it is. It could also just be kind of a nice delineating factor if you're trying to cut the board in half for you know different size games. But
0: yeah, but maybe that's that's something you can always do for narrative. As far as you know, when you're doing a competitive game, that might change things up a little bit. But yeah, you can do you know have to seize the bridgehead or you know make that one of the objectives. get you
2: yourself some Dathomir witches and then build some bridges out of them <laughs> 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 to cross two
1: horrible. Places. Puns wow, are, that just happened. Yeah. All right, and I can that that giant clicking sound you hear
0: is <laughs>
1: iPad or iPods and radios
0: going oh, off. Oh no, all I killed the show. Oh yeah. no. Uh, but like yeah, there's been some some really good hobby ideas that have been spawned from uh from that Facebook Legion uh group and you know, if you've got some more ideas like that, by you know, by all means share it with us if you've seen some stuff elsewhere. Uh feel free to send it to us on our Facebook page cuz we're always looking for for new new cool ideas uh the other one that really caught my eye was the the man who did the was it Pow the Yeah, POW, yeah. Pow from Rogue One mm-hmm. did a little sculpt of it. Now, yeah. I'm not sure what the uh the actual scale, scale is be, on but... that. But really, really great job for the sculpt. It's
2: pretty cool. I c I can't wait to see. I'm sure there's gonna be some aftermarket support from other companies that do like weapon swaps, head swaps for other
0: yeah, space themed games. Please please give us some alien head swaps. Oh, Because uh, I mean, somebody, I, I want a on calamari. Yeah, I, I want I want my sergeant to be Mon Calamari, and I I need to announce that it's a trap every time. <laughs> every time.
1: This is one of the things. Is there a reference there? Yeah, I'm guess. not sure. Yeah. yeah, that's
0: overdone. But um, what?
1: This is one of the things that I find really cool coming from X-wing. That just the creativity of the entire community oh, because. Yeah you know repainters and people who do mods and stuff for x-wing it's kind of a very niche community Mm -hmm. like probably 80 percent of the the people that you'll see come out to events do absolutely nothing to their to their stuff because it's already pre-painted pre-based and you know all that stuff so for me coming over from this game to see just you know doing the pow head swap doing the crate stuff you don't Nobody does that. I mean, because space is space. You don't have different environments, quote unquote, in space. Uh, it's, it's so cool to, for me to see.
2: You get that scratch built element yeah, that you can it's really so get cool. crazy with.
0: I think the beauty of it, too, is you don't have to do it. It's something. It's an yeah. element that's there for people who want to be able to do it. You can express yourself. Exactly. But you don't have to. You know, if if you're happy with playing, you know, pulling the models out of the box, maybe giving them a, you know, a three-color minimum and throwing them on the table. Okay. You know, that's that's your hobby, that's the way you want to I do it. I don't things. even do that most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> the or you, you know, know <laughs> get glued together. Get somebody in your shop who's addicted to painting things hey, how about that? have them paint that it for you. Like, yeah, right. well, that works too. Commission somebody.
2: <laughs> mm. Yeah. Well, I think that's enough about hobby.
1: Have we actually played any games? Yeah, I mean, because, you know, the game... The thing, <laughs> we just got the demo box, so people came here to listen to us talk about hobby about stuff 20 minutes. Great, great yeah. visuals. So. Well,
0: I forced myself to play two games. Yeah, a
1: god. No, oh, it was, it was terrible. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's the worst.
0: Well, you know, normally I probably would have been sitting there and waiting until I had painted everything up first, but got a couple games in, and, man, I love it. Like, it's it's been enjoyable. Like, I really... I really thought the game played smoothly. Um, full disclosure, I did go undefeated so far. My my rebels are two and zero. So yeah, Hobby you know. John
2: turns out it's uh, John the Wrecking Ball, and uh, he now has the uh, the crown for the best record amongst our little crew right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, two two and zero. So we'll we'll see how that how that works. So out basically,
2: we're all retiring. He's got the hobby aspects <laughs> locked up. He's hosting, and he is
1: the. Got the best records. Yeah, so. this is becoming a one-person show. After yeah, show. So, <laughs> so you know, none of us can hold. Good the luck on your own, buddy. Two and John. want to develop
0: multiple personalities so you can hear yeah. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, we, Josh and I literally just played an hour ago, and uh, Josh, what was your thoughts on it? The game is uh, it's so much fun.
1: I mean, I, I. I ex- and duh, right? I mean, it's it's a game. It's supposed to be fun. The game was a lot more fun in ways that I didn't really expect it to be. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm on record with not really liking the command and control system. Um, from what we had seen in the in the previews and all the articles and discussions and everything like that. Um, I'm coming around on the card, you know, your 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 the cards that you're throwing out prior to each turn. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I found that that added a very nice tactical layer to kind of that turn zero that, that, that I like to talk about. Um, and it made it a lot more fun. It's like, oh, okay, well, here's my zero pip card or my one pip card. Oh, you got a one pip card too. Okay, da-da-da. You know, something in X-Wing that would be pilot skill and part of the list building process is now a, an in-game element to see who sees control of this particular turn. And it, it gives, unlike X-Wing where it's like, okay, you know, you go in pilot skill from from one to nine, and then shoot from nine to one. Okay, well, we've got I've got all nines, so I know when I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's part of the conscious decisions that you make in 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 playing the game. Um, the game that you and I played, it was like, okay, well, I'm going to play this card because this guy's got to go. And there was there was kind of a seesaw to momentum in the battle um, that was kind of. Uh, I think that's how the game was designed, and that's what they intended. Um, I, I really like that. I thought that what made the game a lot of fun to be able to go, okay, well, I, eh, I'm willing to give up initiative and maybe take some damage on this unit to be able to have more control over these three guys and have this effect with Vader. Um than then just you go, I go, you go, I go, you go, I go. you know it determined by an initiative role at the beginning of the game. And I know you're gonna go first every round for the six rounds. It, the, the The back and forth, I think really added a, a nice layer of depth to that turn zero.
2: So just to clarify, you guys were basically you you were playing on a three by three because that you can't really practically play on a six by three with what just comes in one of the core boxes. right. But you were playing with most of the all the rules except for maybe the deployment setup.
1: Yeah, I'd say we were playing with all of the rules. I mean, there were some yeah. things that you, you that, had
2: the upgraded troopers. so we had, you got to play around with the options. That right, we were playing
1: with. Uh, you know, I, I dropped the standby action in there on one of the turns. I don't think oh, standby nice. action is really something that's gone over in the in the in the learn to play book. Um, no, it isn't. Yeah, it, yeah so, it's in the enhanced. I, and, I, and I looked for it, but I couldn't couldn't really find it. But and I, I even told John, I'm like, hey, I'm going to dip into some of the some of the advanced rules here to, to play this, because you know, we were doing stuff that was kind of outside of the scope of what th- this weekend is really for. And really what, yeah, this, sure. what this weekend is for is mechanics, right? To yeah. learn how you know, sequencing and, and, and um, you know, where you're doing your, your actions and how you're sequencing actions and movement and getting used to kind of the kinesthetics of the game, yeah. for lack of a better term. Um, the core
2: demo box is basically just, and, and the way they tell you to teach it is basically just to introduce people to the broad concepts. I'm hoping you guys are past that by now, so yes, you're absolutely. you're ready for more yeah. of the advanced yeah. rules. Uh, we're we're all familiar with the demo videos that have been out, but getting down to play with the crunchy actual, like I've been actually teaching the demos with suppression because I think that's a huge part of the. And game. that's what we played it too. Yeah. yeah, we played with
0: suppression too. We even busted out the uh, the the. Uh, was it the displacement rules? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we oh, tried nice. To, we okay. tried to do displacement
1: came and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, it came up, and then I realized that I had understood the rule wrong. So then we kind of rewound it a little bit. And um, well, that's the exciting
2: part about you know there. actually getting to sit down with the game and play is you find out that you're you had a misconception about how a rule is supposed to work. I know exactly. I've definitely been correcting myself over and over with all the demos I've been running here in right. the store. But uh, John, you were playing the rebels on that one, obviously. Yep. What did you think?
0: So, a couple of things going into it. Um, I played this game completely different than the first one. Uh, and a lot of the demo games I've seen on various you know battle reports, it always seems to devolve into Luke versus Vader. Mm-hmm. There ends up being just, you know, whether it's early in the game or later in the game, it's a, you know, Luke versus Vader. Uh, they're your match-up. big,
2: tough hitters, so it makes sense they're exactly. the last one's kind of standing.
0: So, you almost feel like that everyone else is set up just to get to that point. And the first game I played, it kind of worked out that way. Now, the game that Josh and I played... Um, you know, we we set up basically with the the stereotypical you know face off. Try to get your guys into cover, but then I moved my Luke around the right flank. He moved his Vader around the left flank.
1: And that was you know that was a you know that was that was a tactical choice on my part because you know Vader has that card where when he activates he can't throw three suppression tokens on two mm-hmm. trooper units. Mm-hmm. You had moved your Luke up the up the right hand side. your right, my left. Uh, of the board enough that you left both of your trooper units out of suppress or out of out of range. Yep. So if I had been able to activate my Vader first and then smack those suppression tokens on him, I could have I could have routed panic both of those units. Yep. So that was the tactical choice there. Um, I ended up not getting range to one because of you know still getting used to just how far a range one move is. Um, and, and how far the ranges actually are you don't quite have that that idea of being able to look at the board and going oh yeah that's range 2 mm-hmm. uh, you know that 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 will yeah. come that comes with the exactly. game oh yeah just um, reps. So it didn't work out, and you know Luke ended up you know murdering everybody that I had left behind <laughs> to kind of tie him up while Vader. And it, really, the game turned into a race of who can get the troops first. <laughs> exactly. You know, like we didn't go Vader, Vader, and uh, Luke head to head. We kind of rotated out, and both were trying to just mop up the troops first. You got the troops first because Z Sixes are murder.
0: <laughs> um. Well, and that's <laughs> Luke. You know, obviously in a head-to-head, Luke doesn't fight as hard as, as Vader no. does. Vader's got the the red dice; Luke's throwing black dice. Right. I mean, statistically, you know how it's going to work out. Yeah. And you know, with Darth having more wounds, that that's a big part of it. But Luke can move a lot faster. Mm-hmm. You know, having the movement too, and then the ability to you know to charge. And then what I I've been throwing on Luke is the force push ability, which if you've got a stormtrooper unit in cover and you need to get to those guys. You can double move, force pull them. Like it's you know, not push, but force pull them towards you out of the cover, and you can make a, a pretty effective charge that way.
1: Yeah. Uh, one thing I would have liked to have seen out of out of the demo kit was, you know, okay, you've played one game, you've under you kind of understand the rules. Let's open the aperture up a little bit and throw an objective in there. Um, kind of a kind of a two tier yeah. demo thing because. Every, you know, I played two games, and both games basically devolved into we're going to camp in cover, and we're gonna, just going to try and push damage through cover two, sitting behind the barricades. And, yeah, we're and kind and of pushing beyond the scope. Yeah, of I know, I know, of light, I know, But that's that's what we're here for. Yeah, you know? yeah, I mean. we're trying to push the boundaries,
2: <laughs> get as much you know yeah. hands-on time, get it, get down to down all the crunchy mechanics, and right. see where we can break the game and uh, have fun with it, but.
0: But I like it. It seems like everything has a check and a balance. It, yeah. th- there doesn't seem to be anything that's just like okay, this is just op, and there's nothing that can touch it. Everything has, you know, Darth Vader's a beast in close combat. You throw that saber throw on him, he hurts you in range too. But mm-hmm. man, that slow movement, like you like you said, He's I, I chewed him up with a Z six because I
1: just couldn't get there quick enough.
0: Yeah. And and even
1: then, with you know, and it's you know the, the dice gods. Play play a role here too. Yeah, not you know, be able. Not be able to I, throw wasn't, a, I wasn't to able. Push. You know, I, I I had the I had the deflect up. I had the dodge token. Spend it for the deflect, and I got like one surge on throwing. I think thirteen red dice. So, yeah. you know, it, it didn't really work out for me. So
2: I've actually <laughs> run about probably ten to a dozen demo games over the last couple of days, mm-hmm. and. Somebody successfully deflecting has happened exactly one time. Really? Yeah. It was super cool when it the happened. First, the first
1: game, the first game that I played, I chewed up like five guys with it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, I must not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Well, I mean, you were busy. You uh, were, yeah. you know. But yeah, the first game I played, it's like, all right, well, you're losing, uh, you're losing three guys on that attack. I you're, think you're probably like, playing it wrong anyway. Probably, though. yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think yeah. I had two of them.
0: with Yeah, Luke. and you had two with Luke too. Oh,
2: okay. So, well, cool. Okay, so know. maybe it happens a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I
1: think it does. But you know, I. Dice dice are a factor in the game, and and they're going to be so. Um, but yeah, everything has a counter. Yeah, Vader moves slow, but he can you know perform an attack uh, after moving. So you can take a double move and attack, um, and it's nice because unlike Luke, where Luke is he can charge and do a melee attack afterwards. Vader can do you know do a double move and then chuck a saber at somebody. Which is nice. Yeah. And that, um, that hurts. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um,
2: so, based on what you guys were playing with, has anything changed in your mind about what units you think you might be taking?
0: Oh, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say, first of all, like the Z6 is good. Yeah. Like, no, I, it's, I didn't, it's white
2: dice, but it's a
1: crap ton of white dice. It, yeah. I mean, it's volume of fire. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I thought that was really good. Um, I, I didn't, I thought I was going to go for more of like maximum number of minimum size squads. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to see that might not be the best option. Um, having that special weapon guy in there really does help. Uh, I think you need to have those
2: extra bodies to protect him, though, to make sure he keeps
0: exactly putting
2: bullets down range for you.
0: I, I never really looked into or I thought about ahead of time the effectiveness of defense die, but it makes a big difference. And I, I really noticed it playing a Rebel, being a Rebel player because the Stormtroopers are throwing the red die Defense and you know, rebel troopers are throwing the white. Mm-hmm. That's the equivalent of, if you want to go by 40k terms, you know, having a four up armor save versus a five up armor save. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, it does make a huge difference. And then also, stormtroopers are also throwing that surge for their, you know, attack die. And we saw, you know, I had one round of shooting where I threw like four surges, and I'm like, well, I'm a rebel, so yeah. I'm not getting anything yeah, out of yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> you're not getting anything out of <laughs> that. Yeah.
1: You know, and then conversely, I was, you know, I had a, a full up squad with the DLT and I, I think I threw something like four, four, four or five hits out of the, I think seven dice that I threw because of surges. Yeah. Because I was able to take those surges and convert them into hits. And then, you know, from there on out. So it was, it was nice. And know. I think a lot
0: of that has to, to go with your play style. Now, I think both of us are both kind of aggressive players, right? And for you know to effectively use the rebels, you need you need to make sure that you're using dodge. So if you're if you're dodging, you're foregoing either moving or aiming mm-hmm. in addition to shooting. So for me, it's like ah, I really want to aim and shoot at you, right? As opposed to shoot yeah. at you and you know probably miss a lot and then not be able to aim.
2: Honestly, I've really come around on the stormtroopers. I think they're my my. Least expected. I mean, everybody's got an opinion about stormtroopers, right? That mm-hmm. you you see them in the movies, they die like crazy. Stormtroopers in cover, holy cow, are they tough to dislodge? Mm-hmm. Unless you're bringing grenades or something to deal with them, I think they're kind of my new favorite unit that I've seen. Just seeing them on the table in the uh, in the core game, those red defensive dice make a big
1: difference. They really do. Yeah, I think the the big unit that. I, I, the the jury's still out for me on are, are the bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the bikes are going to rely on going fast, ducking in and out of cover. Um, they die quick. They, they die really quick. I um, think
2: you're going to see a lot more use out of them on the six by threes when things are more spread out. You're not going to have overlapping right. fire sure. and stuff yeah. from other troops, right. so they can kind of maybe find an isolated unit, pounce on it, and just chuck. Six it, dice. Well, at them, it's so, not only yeah. that,
1: but in this game, especially when you're looking at, a, at an ATRT across from you right. that is fixed front arc. Well, it's a it's a three and probably three has mat. range on you from yeah turn yeah. yeah. One. I mean yeah. I mean I mean literally, you could corner that thing mm-hmm. and just angle the the fixed front, never move it, and it's gonna sit there and just enjoy range it two or
2: fiery laser death. Yeah. And, yeah, that's and honestly, that's why so, I've done
0: both games with yeah. the ATRT. I basically picked a firing lane. Yep. you didn't
2: take the flamethrower. I didn't.
0: I didn't. Oh, I know, and that's that's one thing John. that really <laughs> we talked about beforehand. I look at you. Yeah, I the flamethrower. It might be good depending on how I want to use the, the ATRT, but I guess for this demo kit, I I just picked a lane of fire threw that yeah. last cannon out there and you know, Las, hope for the best. <laughs> wrong,
1: wrong property, John. It's not ah, a it's last a cannon. It's a laser cannon. It's
2: slang. Everybody <laughs> using it. Laser swords, lightsabers, whatever. Yeah.
1: I, I, you know, the. The purpose of the demo game is to get us used to the mechanics. Yes. You know, it's not to get us used to tactics. Oh, yeah. Um, because... not supposed it, to be what we did anyway. Right, right, right. But, I mean, you know, we <laughs> well, you tried hope. doing <laughs> some tactical things and we got more used to it. But every demo game that I've watched has devolved into rush troops behind a barricade and volley fire from there. You know, it's it's World War One as opposed trench to... Trench warfare. Yes, yeah, trench yeah, warfare. Yeah. So, you know, and then if you can get one of your, your Force users, one of your glow bats up there the two,
0: <laughs> It's World War One if General Pershing had a, yeah, right. had a yeah. giant laser sword. <laughs> Basically,
1: yes. New um, Allied victory reports
2: coming in today from General <laughs> Pershing tra- charging the enemy troops swinging a, lo- a glowing uh, lightsaber.
1: But yeah, I mean, so you're getting the mechanics down, but you're not really seeing a whole lot of the tactics that's going to win you games because it's only four units. You're going to be definitely bringing more than that, you know, cause it's no big deal to throw out a card where, okay, I can only issue orders to two units. Okay. Well, I'm going to issue orders to Luke and my ATRT and, Oh, guess what? Uh, my pile is stormtroopers, you know? Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of control outside of the, the scope of what that command and control system is going to be to, to get everybody to go exactly when you want them to go. Um, stuff like that you know it's 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 good for mechanics it's not that great for for everything else but the mechan- learning the mechanics and the game itself is fun but, yeah. and, and that's what matters so and I, I think that's really so you had fun
0: yeah uh,
1: a little bit, <laughs> just a
0: little bit. <laughs> well matt you have been doing more of the observational side of things here because you unfortunately haven't been able to get a whole lot of game time in yourself yeah what, what have you seen so far no
2: it's been really good um Yeah, you asked me how many games I've played, and I was like, I kind of played one. Uh, (laughs) I've been running demos for other people coaching the games and all that, but I I haven't gotten to sit down. I played another guy, but I was basically feeding him troopers to, you know, teach mechanics, all that stuff. Uh, But it's actually left me a really good opportunity to sit down, and as things occur on the board, I go and look up the rule, if something sticky kind of happens, and I've definitely gotten a much better grasp on what's going on and some of the potential for that. But overall, man, what a reception we've been getting from... uh, We definitely had some... We have some tabletop community guys here, 40K, War Machine, and all that. Uh, The guys that were the most down... On Legion, I had a couple of them sit down, play the game. They're like, you know, it's pretty good. That's cool. You know, it's not for me, Mm -hmm. but I can see, I can respect it now. You know, it's not just a money grab game from Fantasy Flight cashing on Star Wars license that they're
1: paying boatloads of money for. I'm sure it's not. It's not Star Wars Hammer, no, as I kind of refer to it. You know, when I was, I I was a, a late convert. You know, to the to the game during the 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 run up to the last month or so. And I you know, I derisively referred to it as Star Wars Hammer uh, because it looked, the games, I didn't see a lot other than the standard FFG fare that distinguished it from Warhammer. Yeah, um, and I
2: think a lot of people were hung up on that notion. Uh, but now that they've got to sit down and even just play a couple of turns... The, the, the people that were hating on it the most have really come around. And, again, they're, they're not like, okay, I'm totally in on this. But they're like, okay, you know, it is a legitimate game. This This will be a thing.
1: And the good thing about that is, you know, before – where they were completely down on the game, if somebody who was a friend of theirs said, oh, maybe I'll get into Legion, they'd have gone, oh, yeah. don't do that. That game sucks. Yeah, you oh, know? yeah, yeah. Now sure. they would be like, well, you know, I didn't like it. It wasn't for me, but, you know, maybe for you. Yeah, check it out. And, you I know? and, and that's, that's good.
2: Yeah, yeah, I've definitely done some demos for guys that were kind of on the fence about it. Ended up buying in, they're super excited for it, had a lot of fun. Uh, People that have no basis, and we've got it set up on our front table so you kind of see it when you walk in the door. Uh, We have guys coming in for like magic and other things. They're stopping and checking out because, hey, it's Star Wars. John did an awesome job painting them, so it's eye-catching. And we had some guys that have never played miniature games sit down, play some games, and they're super sold on it now. So... Yeah, hats off for the uh, whole demo program getting the kits out early because it's definitely helping build community before it's even here.
0: And I, I think that the way that they've been, you know, releasing stuff, you know, on their their website, you know, an- announcements with things coming up, I think they've done a really good job of, of keeping the interest high. And you know,
2: keep the tempo up on uh, exactly. new information, but not overwhelming it. people. Yeah,
0: because I feel like if you drop and, and actually this brings me to you know the models that they have out so far I think they've got a really good job of, of getting out enough things to keep it interesting to keep mm-hmm. it you know, diverse but not flooding it with too many rules right away because I think yeah. I think if we had the AT, our, or the atST already and Leia and veers and, and stuff like that it really would kind of just overwhelm people yeah, especially y- beginners
1: because y- you're trying to run before you even learn to crawl right? exactly yeah, yeah so yeah no that's good that being, being
2: said, I'm really looking forward to more stuff coming out. Yeah, and, <laughs> well, you know, for sure. Like, yeah, absolutely. You know,
1: Adepticons in what two weeks? A week? Something like that? Oh, so, yeah. So, uh, you know, that's probably where we're gonna get we're gonna get a ton. That's usually where FFG I think does their kind of their state of. FFG. Well, we've also
2: got Gamma that I'm going to next sure. week, and they usually have a lot of announcements for the games there. Uh, so I'm really hoping to. Maybe I can even talk to some of the Fantasy Flight guys while I'm out there, but fingers crossed.
1: That'd be great, yeah. Yeah, so I think we're we're gonna get Stand some by info for some, dump. Yeah. We're gonna get an info dump of a lot of here's what's coming up here very very shortly. So and they hey.
2: announced that they're gonna be doing a launch weekend event at Adapticon for Legion. I'm sorry, am I triggering you again, Josh? Kind of, yeah. Okay, a bit. well, suck it up.
1: I don't like announcing <laughs> events to. I don't like announcing events to new games to stuff that. Hey, maybe I could have gone or would have liked to gone to something that's already sold out. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, look at this cool stuff we're doing. Well, you, you can just come go. to the store and, you know, be at the <laughs> right, launch event right, right, here. Right. So, yeah. yeah. But it's like, if I was on the fence of going to Adepticon and, like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll go and be part of this. Oh, I can't. Mm. It's already sold out.
2: Well, yeah. maybe next year we can go out there. And, maybe next year. Yeah.
0: yeah. But they've really, they've, yeah, they've handled That's the, a minor thing. the yeah. crawl, walk, run thing really well, I think, yeah, so I think far. So. And, perfect. you know, we joke around about, you know, our records and whatever, but. It, I we've not been playing competitively, you right. know. Yeah. If you, know, I realized well, I realized many times that I've been like, oh, I forgot to aim here. I totally forgot if I to I do aim. This. Yeah. yeah, so you know, we're not. We're oh not dear God! Yeah,
2: taxi tix, backsies <laughs> is the order of the day, you right? Know, for for sure. probably yeah. at least the fly the next, casual. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Don't worry. The next time we play, when you forget something, you're gonna have to live with it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, I forgot to take the aim. No, no, you can't aim. But you know, it, we're,
2: we're all we're learning. In Moff you Moff know? Josh over here, where did he drop the hammer on people? Well,
0: you you with your entire first game throwing white uh, defense white dice, dice, for white dice for the stormtroopers. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. I got white armor, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why would
1: I want to read the card? <laughs> Whatever.
0: So we're all learning. We're you know we're going to find all the mistakes. You know, hopefully we, we find them sooner than later. But yeah, you know, it's, it's a learning process, and I think. Doing the the way that, you know, the, the way that the, the starter box has been set up and, and how FFG has been releasing things.
2: Well, it's it's funny so you mentioned the releases because we were just talking about the other day, you know, we've got these these uh, Battlefield setup cards. Oh, hold on, hold system. on, hold
0: on. Bef- before, you, before you get into this, Josh, take your... Shot color oh, off. Yep, there goes oh, the restraining oh, no. oh, Here we no. go. Put it back on. Put here it back we on. Oh, no.
2: Why did the shirt have to come off, too? He's shadow boxing the yeah, corner I'm right now. I'm over here stretching, <sighs> getting ready. Let's go. So we were talking like, oh, we've got, you know, these four little objective cards. I wonder if they're ever going to put anything else out. No less than 24 hours having said that, they <laughs> announce these new barricades and evaporators and communications towers.
0: It's an expansion pack, right? Is that what they call it? Yeah. Pri-
1: it's the priority objective pack is what, what, what they're putting Oh, the so you're familiar in. with it. Yeah, oh, yeah oh, okay. just a little bit. Um, you know, I've calmed down from, okay. from, from our chats about You've this You've realized it's actually a good thing? No, not good. Oh, um, man. But, um, no pleasing. <laughs> none at all. Um so th- what they're doing is they're coming out with these priority objective packs mm-hmm. and you know the core set is going to ship with little cardboard tokens that are your objective tokens right of course you're going to have physical objectives uh, whether it's it's something you make as a hobbyist or you now ffg is getting into the market because of course they're not just going to leave it as just cardboard tokens you, you know they're not i would hope um, not yeah so th- they have a a pack coming out called the priority objectives pack that is a couple of moisture evaporators, some some consoles, some boxes and yeah. stuff like that. That these are your objectives. Um, cool. Yeah. Okay. That's a nice little thing. Ah, but wait, there's more. Um, this is where they're putting all of those objective cards and things like that that are going to expand your gameplay. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when we did our first episode, I talked about how I love the fact that it's not gotta catch them all. Oh, ah, <laughs> yes! I don't have to buy something I don't want, and now I have to buy something I don't want. Do but, you have to, though? No. A- well, and, and n- n- No, but that's a qualified okay. no. Um, okay. Because right now, we don't know... What I'm going to have to bring... And this kind of folds into organized play. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, you have all these cards for for defining the battlefield. Is that something that's just going to be sitting there at every table for organized play? Or do I, as a player, have to bring four deployment cards? Well, the core set only comes with three, so where do I get the fourth deployment? Oh, now I've got to buy this pack. We don't know, right? We, we don't know...
2: Well, the core set comes with four of each. Okay. Well, and then, so this adds... 5th, 6th, how okay. many are going to be in there? So, so
1: fla- modif- modify my example to, to make the point. Okay. Um, you know, I've got to bring 5 <laughs> in the course that comes with 4. Uh, so, Solve for but, X. but part of this is the fact that, you know, we're 11 days from launch of this game, and we still have no idea what organized play entails. Like, can you modify your people? You know, we sit here and we talk about alternate sculpts, and we talk about head swaps and stuff like that. Is that even going to be tournament legal? You know, you look on the the Facebook Legion group, and there's guys selling clear bases. Well, my first question is, yeah, a clear base sounds cool. It's something that I don't have to paint like a a terrain. Okay, is it tournament legal? Well, they're a little bit shorter than what comes in the box. Well, that's probably not at all going to be tournament legal because of the way they're measuring line of sight from the tops of heads and stuff. That gives me, you know, I mean, uh, so... I, I think FFG is really dropping the ball here um, because, you know, we, we were kind of talking about in our in our prep that well, you know, who knows when we're going to start going to start or running organized play stuff. They may not come out with their their tournament kit for like another three months, but Power Nine's first no kidding tournament is when.
2: Well, we're doing the launch weekend event. Right. And whatever the kit happens to say, it's probably going to be like a core set. They usually do these things they did for Rune Wars, X Wing OP,
1: all that kind of stuff. But we don't know what it
2: entails, honestly.
1: Right. But unlike some communities like Warhammer, where kind of GW is a little bit hands off on the organized play Traditionally, scene, they're getting better, better. You now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, FFG really runs the organized play scene. Yeah. Like they have these; these are the rules, and unless you're doing something, you know, I've I've been to tournaments like uh, Nova Open. They'll do like side events and stuff like that. But you're if you're playing like a no kidding tournament, even the casual tournaments, casual quote unquote X Wing tournaments that you play in the store on on you know they run by by FFG organized play rules. So not knowing, not having any of these rules, uh, meh.
2: Okay. I see what you're saying, and I somewhat agree. I would love to know more information about it. I think their focus right now is here's a brand-new product, here's these exciting models, here's Star Wars, go play Star Wars, and I think within like a week or two of launch, we're going to see that tournament pack.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, you're going to see the launch of that tournament pack, and those are probably going to have the tournament rules in it. Yeah. But you've got guys on the 22nd that are going to be getting their hands on core boxes, and they're immediately going to want to start modifying alternate sculpts. Hey, I'm going to cut the peg off of this. Maybe thing there'll be some the guidance before that. That would be great. You know, um, Cause it's really yeah. going to suck for that guy that goes and, and buys a corset, snips off all the, all the pegs on all of the arms, does his own little sculpts and then finds out the corset he just bought and the expansions are not tournament legal. Okay. So you know?
2: maybe there's a lesson in there or at least some yeah, cautionary advice. <laughs> <laughs> Hold off on the major surgery until we know, it, especially, well, if you're going to be playing at home, who cares? If you're gonna, sure. You're gonna Playing casual games, yeah. who cares? Have fun, enjoy your hobby. If you're planning to, you know, take those heavily modified things and going to competitive events, well, maybe wait to make sure that the tos or whatever are going to be cool. Yeah, with but it.
1: but that's something we've already talked about. Is people who have said I'm going to play competitively and I'm going to mod my stuff to give myself a competitive advantage. So
2: there's a <laughs> lot of precedence in other games that uh, even like really tight competitive games like uh, War Machine. They say fifty percent of the model has to be uh, the original model. You can do some modifications because they recognize that creativity and hobby is a big part of this, you know, game. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's War Machine, and I think Legion is going to f- probably follow suit the same way. If you're not modeling for advantage, and the the modifications are re- re- reasonable, not like weapon swaps or anything, but sure, throw on a Moncal head to your your sergeant or whatever, or You know, but you can't have, like, a a Bothan grave marker and say, okay, that's my trooper. You can't see him because he's dead in the ground the
1: end. But, I mean, even doing a a Mon Cal head, for instance, you know, Mon Cal in in the fluff have very tall heads. In a game where you measure line of sight from the top of the head, putting Mon Cal heads on all my squad sergeants gives me an advantage. Because Does now, it, or, well, well, now, or well, because now I can, can be get over something, too. and maybe depending, yeah. you know, situationally. But if I'm modding for advantage, I'm going to position my people to to maximize my advantage that I gave myself by putting that head on there, while minimizing your my disadvantage to your ability to shoot back. For instance, um,
0: so, so I, I can't make an entire squad of ithorians. Is that what they're called? The hammerhead hammerhead guys. Yeah, I yeah. can't do that. Um, <laughs>
1: You know, I think or, you need some bigger bases for them. They're pretty, <laughs> right, pretty beefy boys. Um, so that's where I think. I mean, we're eleven days out. We should have this now, in my opinion. I, you know, we're
2: eleven days out from a game that hasn't even been released. That's yet. that's kind of my my mm, thought on it. Like, yeah.
0: I, I'm not. Granted, I've, I've not been exposed to the FFG model, but. Just from what I know from GW, I've never seen until just you know the last couple months any input at all from their the company about competitive play. They've they've pretty much made themselves we're a model company. Yeah. So the fact thank that thank God FFG, they're coming back from that, sure, and that's not the right mindset either. But from FFG's standpoint, it looks like they're doing everything you know to make this game you know, both fun, and competitive, it, yeah. and and you know tournament ready.
2: And for for the Pokemon people out there, at least they're putting those extra objective cards in a... Do do we have prices on them yet?
1: I haven't seen anything. Yeah, I haven't either.
2: But it's probably going to be fairly minimal. Sure. And they're in a neutral box. They're not faction-specific. So you're not... Well, I'm only Imperial, so I don't want to buy these rebel objectives, you know, just to make sure I've got them all.
0: And from a business standpoint, you know, with collectible card games and, you know, with Destiny stuff like that, like, there's that element where you need to keep buying more stuff to stay competitive. Sure. You don't see that as much in model games, so you you got to find a way to make it profitable. Sure, and you yeah. know if, if that's the if that's the method, I'm okay with that.
1: But what it also kind of folds into for me is you know we're talking about well, it's it's not rebel, it's not imperial, you'll still use it. Well, will I? Because if I'm coming into a game store and oh, the game I mean, store has all the terrain, sure, and I'm not planning on playing this at home, why do I need to buy an objective object pack if I'm not if I'm not required to use it for the game? Okay, if you're not required, then you're not right. required, period. Yeah, no. I know, But now I'm missing out on cards. We're probably going to have sure.
2: sets available. For right. I'll probably keep the cards behind the counter if yeah. you want to use them. I, hey, whatever. I mean, really you know. what
1: that kind of thing does is it pushes people onto the secondary market where I go and buy a bunch of them, and then I sell the cards for three times what they're really worth on eBay.
0: And I think that's probably FFG's mindset in this is they they're trying to prevent as much of the secondary market as possible by offering things that people would go buy. Sure, because I'll be the first to admit I've gone and looked at like imperial terrain for moisture farming. So you know the, the oh, there's a yeah, yeah all, that all that stuff, that stuff right is there. out there already. So why not? They have the means to produce that probably at a cheaper cost than what most of the you know secondary market's doing. Sure. So why not tap into that? You know, I, I, I'm. I applaud it. I, you know, I hope it's not going to be super expensive, but right. I'm just
2: excited to see like the the moisture towers and stuff. Uh, yeah, because that was no no Tatooine board should be complete without having some of those. Odd-looking spire <laughs> things hanging right. out in the field, and I was like, "God, how am I going to make some of those?" But hey, now I don't have to. Right? And it's
0: not even Tatooine either, because I was watching Rogue One oh, yesterday, yeah, no, and absolutely, they yeah. am on on uh, with the first planet in Rogue One. Uh-huh.
1: Uh huh. Whatever, whatever they, they were, were hiding. On. Eludes me. Yeah. At the moment, yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah. So
0: they're they're uh, they're everywhere, I'm and they're objectives. So yeah. it's
1: like we're apparently fighting over water now. Sure, and that's always
0: yeah. more fun than trying to you know fight over a piece of cardboard. Right. Like you're saying earlier. Sure. So that you know, that all goes into it. One last question for you: Playing the couple games that we did play, what weapon do you think was the what weapon upgrade card do you think uh, had the most impact?
1: I mean, I only played Imperials, um, so I you know I I really liked saber um, throw. uh, Saber saber throw was really nice. I I never didn't get use out of the missile launcher. It's expensive. Um, but if you can get that unit, kind of like what we were talking about, if you can get that unit into cover and you miss out on an aim token, but if you can reload and shoot every round, that thing, any armor that's out there, that thing's going to wreck face. And of course, Um, remember
0: the the impact rule, if you're firing with, your normal your blasters attacker guys that's yeah. Yeah. carrying over
1: um one thing I didn't see a whole lot of in the demo games that I played or watched I didn't see a lot of split firing um we even mentioned it that you know halfway through our, our game that oh wait yeah we can split fire yeah um because I didn't have I didn't have range from my troops to your ATRT mm-hmm. that I was shooting with, with the missile launcher but I had range to your troops that were in cover so hey I'll split my fire um the Z six looks great, um, having been on the other end of it. Um, <laughs> I, I don't see and I didn't see a whole heck of a lot of usefulness out of the uh the Ion Trooper. Um I, I think you're just better off with volume of fire.
0: Yeah. Um well, and also, we haven't seen ATSs on the board yet. True. As yeah, soon as you get sure. ATSs out there, you're going to. Taking away one of their actions
2: trippers. can be a really big benefit. And if you're hitting them with tow cables, spinning them around so you're out of forward arc, mm-hmm. and then they also have one action, you're not killing them, but you are really mitigating what they can do. Right, yeah. yeah.
0: So, so as the meta changes, because it will. You know, as Absolutely. as every release comes out, the meta sure. will shift. Uh, you may start seeing more use out of the ion triple. The
2: grand inauguration of the ATST meta that will never happen. <laughs> <again>. <laughs> uh,
1: the DLT was nice. The, the DLT yeah. nineteen was was. It, it's a good Swiss Army knife. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't throw a lot of dice. You know, it's only throwing. I think what two red, two, two red. red. Um, it's two red, but it's range four. It has. Uh, it has impact one. Um, it, it it you can shoot it at anything. Mm-hmm. Um, which was really nice. So you know you can you can you can take a pop at an ATRT with it and maybe hope to push a damage or more through, um, depending on how your dice pretty, roll.
2: Pretty cheap upgrade for a yeah, weapon. Yeah, and it was too, a pretty right? cheap yeah. upgrade. Yeah. So
1: um, I, I, I think the, the DLT is a is a great all arounder. Um, mm-hmm. The the uh, the HH twelve if you can get it in a cover and you're willing to shoot it without uh, without a name token. And maybe Veers helps that. I, we haven't seen his command cards. If he hands out uh, command, if he hands out aim tokens, I think you know, he does. I think they, yeah.
0: in the sneak preview, I think they did show I that mean, he does offer that. Which if you can,
1: if you yeah. can park Veers next to you know a couple of a couple of missile guys and hand out aim and reload and, and shoot every round, ooh, oof.
2: maybe we could see some dodge tokens coming out from uh, Leia or right. something. Right? Yeah.
1: yeah, something. But troops. it's um, it was uh, <laughs> it was nice. It was yeah. really nice. It did work in every game that I played.
2: It'll be interesting to see how effective that kind of tactic will be on, like, an objective board. Like, oh, you gotta do line breaker, get into the enemy deployment zone. Sure. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Am I really gonna have this unit just dedicated to supporting fire? Cool. Yeah. Playing around it might maybe that'll work. But uh, if you need to be hustling around the board, grabbing objectives, eh, you gotta plan for it.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, but I mean, if you're if you're lucky enough to be on the defensive and you can just park it somewhere, <laughs> oof, good luck. Come at me. Yeah, yeah,
0: good luck. <laughs> I think the card that I saw that had the biggest impact was Force Push, and just because of the versatility of it, and I, I think in our game it didn't really, I don't think I used it, but the game before that I played, um, even, even just the threat of being able to have it available, but movement shenanigans in any game, especially when objectives are going to become a portion of it, I think it's going to be huge. And being able to move twice, throw one of your units closer to me, and then attack, that alone is, is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. But then, if another unit's engaged in close combat, and I don't want them to be in it, I can throw either one of those two units out of close combat. Right. Because if you read on the card, it says, it doesn't. even if this card is engaged, or that unit is engaged... So if you don't want a unit to be engaged with something, go ahead and pull your unit out or throw his mm-hmm. unit out. You want to get a unit out of cover, you throw him out of cover. There's a ton of versatility behind it.
1: I, I thought one one card that was really handy for Vader was Force Reflexes. Um, the 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 loadout that we had that I ran with Vader, he, that was my only exhaustible Force card. Mm-hmm. So with Master of the Force being oh, able yeah. to untap that at the end of every round. You know, I was I could move, I could double move, saber throw, or melee and dodge. I mean, one of the big things in X-wing that we always talk about is action economy. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on how you do your Vader, there's a lot of action economy there. Mm-hmm. He doesn't move very far, but being able to throw three red dice out at a distance, a range two, and a free dodge token every turn—it's no joke. It's yeah. good.
0: Yeah. So. We- a lot of things we've learned so far in the last week, and I think uh, a lot more stuff coming up within the next week. Also, you know, we've got some more releases. We've got some more hands-on time with the game.
2: I think we're going to try to live stream the uh, launch day event. So stay tuned for that. Awesome.
0: So yeah, make sure you uh, check us out on our Facebook page, our Twitter handle. What do, uh, what's our address for those? So our Facebook page is uh, facebook.com slash
1: Legion Outriders, and our uh, Twitter handle is at Legion Outriders. So you can you can reach us both on the, on there. Um, we're on um, we're we're active on the on the Reddit Legion forum. So under I, I think we're u slash Legion Outriders. Um, you know and and drop us a line, let us know what you think if you 've got something you want to hear us talk about too you know let us know and we'll we 'll throw it into the hopper so you know we're we obviously are are pulling a lot of good ideas to talk about from what we observe in the community, so you know if if you, you got something you want to hear us talk about or you got a question for us or whatever, you know have josh yell about yeah if you want <laughs> you know if you want to give me my if you want to assign me my my rant of the prod week. To, um, you know prod I'll, I'll bear up. I, you know I would like to say one thing as we, we kind of wrap this up here um, Looking at our statistics of uh, all of the, the places that people are downloading our, mm-hmm. our show from, um, each we've done two shows, and we've had each show downloaded once in Russia. So, uh, <laughs> hey! So, so Comrade Putin, thank you for listening. <laughs> um, and just remember, in Soviet Russia, podcast listens to you. All
0: right, guys. Well, I want to thank you for listening to us on the Legion Outrider podcast. Josh and Matt, thanks for uh, hanging out with me today. And make sure you guys check us out next week. Thanks a lot, Outriders. You've been listening to the Legion Outriders podcast. Only now, at the end, do you understand. For more from the Outriders, make sure you like us on Twitter at Legion Outriders, subscribe to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Legion Outriders, and make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for listening.
2: You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go
1: home.